Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Well, welcome to this episode of the Dr. Matters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, whether you are watching on YouTube or listening, wherever you get your podcast from on your audio platforms. Either way, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I just want to be upfront with you today. This is going to be a tough episode to listen to. There's going to be a, a, uh, a mature rating for this one. So if you've got kids in the room or in your vehicle, just be aware that uh, some of the things we're going to talk about is probably going to be maybe a little much for kids. Maybe not. Maybe you need them to hear this. I don't know. But um, today we're going to be talking about detransitioning. And I ran across this clip today on Twitter when I was uh, just I just kind of clicked on it and it was the first one up there. So uh, naturally, I did kind of chase the rabbit trail and uh, ran across the full clip that I found on YouTube. And what I'm talking about, about detransitioning is this was a female who transitioned to a male, began to take testosterone, um, had a mastectomy. So uh, a double mastectomy at that. Uh, So had her breast removed and uh, all of the testosterone and things like that. Uh, Of course, a beard came in hair uh, on her body and she began this detransitioning back to a female. So I ran across this clip and it's, it's very sad. We're going to, we're going to listen to it. It's about six minutes long, a little over six minutes long. Uh, There was an edited version on social media today, but uh, I'm going to play the whole thing and uh, just make some, uh, just make some comments about what we hear. And uh, it's, it's, it's troubling. And it's also very sad. And uh, I was thinking after I read this, well, I'll get to that after we um, listen to this. But uh, this person's name is Joey. And uh, I think it's Maisie or Maisie. I'm not sure how you say the last name. They, but, but she calls herself Joey because she transitioned to a man and is now transitioning back to a female. And I have a lot of thoughts concerning this as we play this and move forward. Um, so, so let's just get into to the the content of what we're going to listen to. Remember, this is a. It looks like a boy, looks like a man, and uh, but it's a woman who's had a double mastectomy, um, and now is very emotional as she is having thoughts about her detransitioning. And um, it's just going to let us know what's really going on inside the mind in this moment. So um, I'm going to go ahead and play this for us. And uh, we'll just listen to it. It's six minutes long. And let me warn you again that uh, I think there are a couple of bad words, some language in here. So language warning. And uh, I just want to see, I just want you to hear. And if you're watching, see the brokenness on this person, in this person. And see the, the 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 emotion that's going on, and all of these things that are at play right now. And I, I believe this was put out um, August the twenty first. So 
uh, just a couple of weeks ago, this was put out. So this is really brand new content for uh, for us this evening. And I, and I'm not I, I don't want to just throw content out there for the sake of saying, hey, look at this. I've got some thoughts about this, and uh, I'd love to share them with you if you would allow me to do so. Um, but let's listen to the six minute video first. Again, language warning. Uh, kid warning, make sure that you uh, are maybe listen first before you allow kids to hear it. It's nothing terrible. It's not too bad, but I do want to get that warning out there to you. So uh, here it is. My mind is a place that I can't escape your ghost. I was listening to Wrecked by Imagine Dragons. And sometimes I do that when I know that I need to let go of some emotions because I felt like really angry today. I stumbled upon a um, YouTube channel. Um, I think it's the Mohit show or something like that. And he goes and uh, reads out um posts that are made on the um dtrans reddits subreddits the dtrans ones and it makes me angry because some days like most days i'm okay but this stuff kind of brings up some i'm angry what's gonna happen to the kids and the youth and there's so many, like, there's so many people who regret this. And their stories are all on there. So I would highly suggest uh, Reddit is not, I'm not a big fan of Reddit. Um, I found um, the energy there was really weird. But um, it did help me when I was questioning some stuff to go on the D-Trans Reddit and read other people's experiences, but you know what is going to happen? There's more and more and more coming out and younger too in their early 20s on puberty blockers that been on puberty blockers. And, you know, I read one that, you know, I think he went on uh, puberty blockers at 16 and now he's like 20 or 21 and he's he is like suicidal because his penis won't grow anymore like it does damage his uh, it makes me so angry it makes me so angry and what we're going to get is a generation in, that's screwed up. That are screwed up in like 10, 15 years. Wait, not even. I think it's going to, it's, uh, it's getting, it's accelerating quite quickly. And, which is good. Good as in it's accelerating quickly as like, I think that, People are starting to speak up quickly, quicker. I don't know if it's because there's a raise in consciousness or something. I don't know, but man. 
when we get 30, 40 year olds that are going to be like, what the fuck did I do when I was mm. 16 or whatever? Like, and you can't go back. You can't go back. And like I said, in this song, my mind is a place that I can't escape your ghost. I can't escape this. Mm. <laughs> and most of the time, I'm okay. Most of the time, I'm fine. Excuse me. But when I see stories of other people, it just really hurts me. Because, you know, I'm one person and I can handle my decisions and the shitty things that the doctors didn't do for me or whatever, okay? But what about all the others? <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> Anyways, I'm going to the beach. I'm parked and I'm getting... Uh, I'm going to read The Mastery of Love again and just try to... Let this go. I'm not, I'm sad for myself, of course. Not in a victim kind of way, but in like, I need to, this process of mourning who I was is touch and go. So, but I'm sad for humanity and the children and what's gonna happen when they're screwed up. We're going to see what's going to happen. And I really, really hope that all these professionals get their friggin' karma. Because I know that some of them don't realize and some of them might be brainwashed and whatever. But some of them know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. Cash cowing. Making cash cow out of these people. And more. I'm not going to go into what I believe is behind it. But. Anyways. I'm going to head to the beach now. And try to release this shit in the water. What's the water? Do you hear the brokenness there? Do you hear the brokenness? And there was talk about dealing with their, that her decision. Um, I feel okay calling Joey her. I'm not sure exactly what Joey needs to be called since uh, she's transitioning back, it seems. But did you hear the brokenness in the voice? And did you hear that there was major concern about younger people, the younger generation who are using puberty blockers and different types of hormones and different types of surgeries that are taking place all across this world right now, especially for younger people, because we live in this world that is seemingly brainwashed people to think that just because you like to play with a baby doll, if you're a boy, then you should have been a girl and you should become a girl. Or if you're a girl and you like to play sports and be outside and be a tomboy, that you need to transition into a boy. And we've got parents who have been brainwashed into thinking this way that are brainwashing their kids that way. And if me saying brainwashing offends you, uh, then 
I'm not going to say I'm sorry because I do believe it's brainwashing. This is nothing more than something that is hurting our youth and hurting our people here, especially in America, but all over the world, this transitioning to, to, to be somebody that you were not created to be. We all have feelings. We all have different things that we feel that we wish we could do. We wish that we could go out and, and, and maybe play football if we're girls, or maybe we'd like to, to dance if we're, if we're guys. And, and, and our culture, our society puts these, uh, these daggers into people and says, well, if you're a boy, you can't dance. Well, last time I checked, boys and girls both can dance uh, and even dance professionally. Um, we put these daggers into these little kids and say, well, if you're a boy, you can't play with a baby doll. When these are just these social norms that we're trying to construct in our minds and in our thinking and put them on other people as they're growing up to tell them they can or can't be something or somebody. And and it, it just messes up the mind. Right. So we don't let kids be kids. I've seen story after story after story, especially from women who have said thank you to my parents who did not put me on puberty blockers or, or start the transition process for me when all I wanted to do is be outside playing with the boys, playing football, playing in the dirt, doing things that boys do, being a tomboy, because this is a stage of life. This is things that every kid does. There's all sorts of things that kids can get into and do. So it starts with the this this mentality of no you can't do that and then this other side of that mentality saying well yes you can if you want to do that and then that's where we get this 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 teeter totter in our culture of people that don't know what to think anymore because we're not training them up in the way that they should go we have so many people that are failing so many pastors that are failing to preach the bible in the pulpit and tell people the truth of god's word and tell people the truth that god made male and female he created them and he did not make any mistake. Now, you get the very rare occasion of uh, one, a, a child born with both parts. And then what I would say there is that would there would need to be some strong and loving counsel with the parents of that and, and how they proceed uh, with that and, and how they interact with that child. But for the most part, male and female. There are not all these other genders that people come up with. And, and if, I'm, if I'm honest here right now, I think that the, the, um, the Christian community can be some of the harshest sometimes. They're some of the harshest with each other. And when it comes to the world, they're really harsh as well. I have been guilty of being harsh to the ungodly. And I think that there may be a time and place for that. But sometimes when we look at someone like this that we just listened to or watched, if you're watching, we, we, we tend to, before we hear their story, we just, we just hear that they had transitioned, that they're transgender, whatever. We want to quickly go to Romans 1. You've suppressed the truth, which is yes. But then it seems like it just keeps beating a dead horse from the Christian community. And it does more harm than it does good when people find themselves in this way, because the Christian community, and not all people, don't, 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 don't hear me say that all people within the Christian community think this way. They, they keep beating the dead horse. Romans 1, you're wicked, you're wicked, you're wicked, you're depraved, you're depraved, you're depraved, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. We tend to think that that's going to be their outcome in life, that they will be judged accordingly. But we never think about people like Joey who transitioned and now they're detransitioning. They're, go they're going back. They're stopping the testosterone. They're trying to get back to who they once were. 
we don't think about that, that people can come out of this. And what they need from the Christian community is not more you're a suppressor and, and God hater. They need to hear, yes, they're in sin, but they also need to know that they are loved and cared for and we are there for them. We're praying for them because their ultimate ultimate need is not to transition or detransition. Their ultimate need is Christ. Now, a a a watching world that is unregenerate would say, no, they don't need Christ. The 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 big guy in the sky is a false thing. It's a false made-up being. It's a it's a story, it's a fairy tale, whatever you may say. But the truth of the matter is, I believe because God has opened my heart and and saved me. He has called me to himself for me to believe that his word is truth. So I see this happening in our world. I see people that are transitioning. I see transgender. I see non-binary. I see uh, people acting like cats and dogs now and and being serious about it. And it's it, it, it is, it's not what God designed for them, but if they are unregenerate, they're not going to believe the design that God has ordained for the world. So they need people that do understand what God has ordained to be loving and patient and kind with them. Yes, call them to repentance. Yes, tell them they're in sin. But at the same time, on the other hand, we can't just write them off from society because we see that God can bring people out of this. Now, I'm not going to say that Joey is a Christian, uh, but this could be a process that God is, he's, he may be watering seeds that has been planted in this person's life that may end up in true salvation. So I, that's one thing that I want to think that, that just kind of been thinking about is how we treat unbelievers. Because if, if Christians treat unbelievers in such a way and the world unbelievers treat them better then Satan has won that battle, seemingly. So we have to be loving, caring, kind, call sin, sin, and be open and honest and real with people. But also at the same time, I believe we're to be loving and preach the gospel and preach Christ crucified because he is their only hope. Now, something else that I thought about, did you hear the the pain in the voice about the youth of America? The youth that are going through this, it's what's it going to be when they're 30, 34 years old? They're going to be messed up, he said. She said, I'm not sure. Sorry, forgive me for not knowing what to say. I want to say she, um, but it's just a weird dynamic because she looks like a guy and, and her name is Joey. So if it's okay with you, I'm just going to call her she and still call her name Joey. I, that's all I know what to do. But, um, there's going to be a, a, a generation of people who were taken advantage of, essentially, that they thought they knew what they were wanting to do, that they thought that they were going to find peace and love and, and, and hope in this thing, that they were going to help themselves feel better in such a way. And listen, uh, there is a chance that this does make people feel better, but it's only going to make people feel better for a season. This type of thing can't sustain anyone because there is no hope beyond a transition. There is no hope within a transition. There is no hope in being non-binary, acting like a dog, acting like a cat. You name it. There is no hope in a homosexual lifestyle. Now, I'm, I don't necessarily want to get into the homosexual lifestyle on this episode because I want to focus on here what Joey has said. But there is a burden for the people that have done this and are going through this because they know what they're doing. They know what's going on. And even the doctors and the professionals, she said, know what they're doing. And and she said she hopes they get their karma. Now, I don't believe in karma, but that's essentially uh, what goes around, comes around. She's hoping that they get some sort of 
uh, judgment upon them for what they're doing to these kids by giving puberty blockers and giving uh, hormones and, 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 and doing double mastectomies and things like that. I, I just recently saw a guy that I'm friends with on Facebook share a, a picture of a doctor just celebrating that she just cut the breast off a child. And the child had two big scars um, right there where where her breasts were because she and her parents were transitioning her to a boy. Now, when this kicks in, when when the emotions of these things, when when you start thinking through these things like Joey did, the, the mind, just the emotions from it is too much. Um, there is so much that's going on there and will go on there. These people are going to recognize what's happened when they're 30, 35, 40 years old. It's going to be chaos. And I think that it's going to be before then, because just like Joey, there is a lot of things happening in the mind and in the thought process of this and a lot of brokenness and hurt, wishing that she would have never done what she did in the first place. And I'm afraid this is going to be a lot of people once they start to realize what's really going on, just like the the one person she talked about, this boy that was put on puberty blockers. And now as he's older, his his man parts, his his penis won't even grow. I mean, there's brokenness there that, because that is not God's design for the human body. It is not God's design for a born male to become male, and it's not God's design for a born male to become female, and it's not God's design for men and women to walk around the earth that he created to act like cats and dogs, where schools are even putting litter boxes in the bathroom for the kids that say they identify as cats. This is a messed up world that we live in. This is going to cause massive chaos in the near future and even in the further out future. When we see this generation really start to come in to its own, where they can start now taking leadership positions, uh, we're starting to see that trickle into even my generation now, but it's really coming up behind us as we look in our rearview mirror to see who's coming up the behind us as leaders eventually, that these are people that have been told their whole life that they can be who they want to be. They can do what they want to do. If they want to identify as a girl, they can. If they want to identify as a boy, they can. If they want to get it all cut off, they can. If they want to put on, uh, be put on puberty blockers, they can. If they want to be put on testosterone, they can. You can do what you want to do, and we're going to help you do it. And they are suppressing the truth, yes, but we cannot continue to condemn them in the flesh. If we know somebody like that, I think there has to be a loving backside to this, to where we pray for them. We care for them and we call them to repentance in a loving way because we see people like Joey that need a solid Christian, somebody that knows Christ and Christ knows them to come alongside and and witness to her and, and walk with her through this detransitioning because this is a major deal. You can see it and hear it in her voice. This is a big deal. And um, she just uh, she's just documenting her journey. It's been fascinating for me to watch, but it's also been heartbreaking to see uh, what her life could have been now what it, compared to what it is, because what it is now is brokenness. And there is a desperate attempt, it seems, from what little I've watched today, to get back into more of a uh, life of who she once was as much as she can. And it doesn't seem like she will ever be who she once was, but we know that in Christ she can, and even more in Christ is where she can find her identity 
And this will be a, a distant memory. This will be used as a testimony and a witness for what God did in her life. So we're praying that Joey gets saved. We're praying that God would send people to her to, to preach the gospel, to, to let her know that Christ died to save sinners. And there is hope. There is hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that if we repent of our sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that we will be saved. And that's the message she needs to hear now, not turn or burn, not calling her a um, whatever you want to call her, not calling her names, not yelling at her, not being angry at her, but preaching the gospel in love to her and calling her to repentance and faith in Christ alone. So in thinking about this, she mentioned this this group, this the youth of today that are coming up in this movement and in this wave of just chaotic uh, mess, right? It's just the best way I know to put it on a, a, a podcast like this. But um, there's a lot of youth coming up in this. So it, it had me start thinking today. I started thinking about um, suicide. And just in my mind, I started thinking, I wonder what the suicide rate is for people that are like this. And um, this is uh, something I came across here that actually came across. I didn't even look it up. It came across my uh, um, Facebook feed tonight. And it says uh, LGBT key. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. I didn't say that near as right as I should have. Um, LGBTQ plus youth are at an increased risk of suicide. And then it goes on to say, here's how you can help. Uh, but, but listen to some of these numbers. Let's get down through here. And I just want you to hear some of these numbers. It says, that's according to the Trevor Project, an organization that focuses on suicide prevention for those who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or another non-traditional orientation. The importance of mental health has become especially prevalent in the area of COVID or era of COVID-19 pandemic. While many focus on maintaining their own mental health, some members of the community may have a more difficult time than others due to a lack of resources and support. See, they're blaming it on resources and support. But what they really need to say here is because this is flying in the face of God's design and it is not even we the sin that came into the world distorted the image of God that we were created in. This is annihilating the image of God, if you ask me. And that is, there's always going to be some sort of frustration and a level of uh, sadness. And just like we've seen in Joey, this, this heartbreak and brokenness, because it's not due to a lack of support and resources. It's due to a lack of biblical teaching and preaching and love and care that goes along with that, not the hellfire and brimstone that most people like to put along with that. So I'm reading down through here, the importance of mental health has become especially prevalent. Oh, I've read that. Suicide is one of the leading causes of death for young people between the ages of 10 and 24, according to the Trevor Project, and those who identify as LGBTQ plus are at a significantly higher risk. Let's let's go on through here. They talk about cyberbullying and things like that. But listen to this. According to the Trevor Project, LGBTQ plus youth are four times more likely to attempt suicide with more than 1.8 million between the ages of 13 and 24 considering suicide every year in the United States. 
Conrad said the problem could worsen with the growing community as more and more people identify with non-traditional genders and orientations. So where are we going to be at next year, Conrad said. We can stand up and try to help support the community now, or we're going to have a huge problem on our hands in the coming years. Do you see how this lines up exactly with what Joey was saying, that there is going to be a big problem in the coming years with people that are going to be feeling broken just like she is. And they're going to say it's because of a lack of resources. It's a, a lack of support. But what it really is, is the brokenness from marring the image of God even further with going against his biblical design. And on top of that, you've got even well-meaning Christians that will pile on that and call them sinners and whores and 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 faggots and and queers and and all of these things that shouldn't be named amongst Christians. We should be preaching the gospel in love and and pray God would save them and bring them out of this, but the churches are going to allow the mainstream media to say it's because of a lack of support when really it's a lack of biblical teaching and a clear gospel communication done in grace and love. Uh, so oh, let me see if there's anything else in here. Uh, let's see. I don't, I don't really say anything, but the, but those numbers are, are staggering. Um, 1.8 million between the ages of 13 and 24 considering suicide every single year. And the more we teach this and the more we let this continue to go on without holding people accountable, without holding doctors accountable, without teaching men and women in their homes and in the churches that this is not what God has designed and lovingly calling them to repentance and faith in Christ Jesus, this number is going to continue to grow. It's going to be astronomical, and we are going to have a generation of people that are going to be so messed up mentally, I'm afraid, that we're going to have a bigger issue on our hands then than even what we do now. So this is um, very tough to read here um, and to see that uh, just this news. Man, just looking at the news, there's so much going on. It, it's absolutely crazy. Here's another um, Here's another headline I wanted to see, and I don't have this on here, but uh, the same website, this was the Facebook post. It says, every 45 seconds, a young member who identifies as LGBTQ plus attempts suicide, according to the Trevor Project. Every 45 seconds, a young member who identifies as LGBTQ plus attempts suicide. Now, again, they're going to tell you it's because of lack of support and lack of resources, but I think it's a lack of hope in the gospel. It's a lack of the, of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit because there is no repentance and faith in Christ. And a, a lot of these folks that identify this way, if you were to really push down, uh, they're going to be uh, they're going to go down this avenue. A lot of people that I know like this, they were bullied in school. They were bullied by people that claimed to be Christians. Uh, they had bad home life. Some of them did. And uh, some of them that I know are some of the, the, the most awesome people to be around that, that are fun, that they're, uh, they're, they're wonderful people by a, obviously a worldly standard. Like we would say that they're uh, a good person. Uh, but we know the Bible says there are none that are good. No, not one. Uh, but I think, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's actually, stand-up people that identify in some way. But over time, this is going to have to mess with the psyche and the emotions and things like that. I am no psychologist or psychi psychi psychiatrist. Uh, look, I'll get that out in just a second. And I'm no medical doctor, but what I am a uh, 
a person that reads the scriptures. And I can see where you, when you are living in constant sin, your uh, conscience could be seared. Um, you will pay dearly on the day of judgment, which is why we want to help these people that identify as LGBTQ+. Teach them, help them, let them know that we're for them, not against them. We are against their sin, but we are for them in hopes that they would come to Christ, which is the only true hope that anyone can have, including straight people like myself, right? Um, one of the things that society has done is put a, a target on the back of straight white males. And uh, because we're privileged and all these things, I'm not getting into that, but you know what society would tell you about straight white males. But even straight white males have no hope apart from Christ Jesus and Christ alone. So I want to I wanted to just throw this out there at you and just let you see the brokenness that's starting to happen. And there's so many more detransitioning stories, the kind of rabbit hole I went down. There's so many of these stories that are taking place, so many people that are broken over what they've done and they're trying to detransition. And it's one one story after another. So if you happen to stumble upon this and you're listening and still listening uh, and you identify as LGBTQ plus in any way, shape or form, if you have transitioned and you uh, wish you didn't dr have transitioned and you want to detransition and uh, you just want to hear somebody that loves you, you need to know somebody's in your corner, somebody that supports you as a person, your soul. I love you and I love you enough to tell you this, that uh, apart from Christ and faith in him, there is nothing that you have in this world that will bring you hope or any kind of lasting joy. Everything is fleeting. Everything will leave you wanting more. You will never have enough. You will never be satisfied. But Christ Jesus left his throne in heaven, left his place, and he came down humbly to this earth, and he lived a perfect, sinless life because none of us can. I can't live a sinless life. You can't either. He lived the perfect sinless life and he was beaten and he was scourged. He had skin ripped off of his body. His flesh was mutilated. He didn't even look like a man. You couldn't even tell that he was a man, the scripture says. And he was nailed to a cross where he bore the sins of the world. And he was taken off that cross when he died, buried in a borrowed tomb. Three days later, by the power of God, he rose from that grave. He ascended back into heaven, sat down at the right hand of God. And one day he will come back to judge the living and the dead. That means everyone will stand before Christ in judgment. The Bible says every knee on earth under the earth and above the earth will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So the question is, will you confess him as Lord on this side of eternity? The Bible says, if you repent of your sin and believe on Jesus Christ, that you will be saved, you'll be saved from sin and death. You will still sin, but you will not die and go to hell when you stand in judgment before Christ Jesus. So the Bible says, repent, change your mind, change your thinking, turn from your sinful lifestyle and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross for the sins of many so that they could be made new, so they could be made well, so they could be made whole. The Bible says it's not the well that need a doctor, but the sick who need a doctor. And we are all sick with sin in need of a savior. 
So if that's you, if you've never repented and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that the Holy Spirit would convict you that you have sinned, that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. You're in need of grace. You're in need of mercy. And only through Christ alone can you get those things. So I pray that you would turn from your sin and believe that Jesus Christ came to this world, lived the life that you couldn't. He was sinless. He died the death that you deserved, and he was buried and rose again, and one day he's coming back. So believe that he did that for you, and the Bible says you will be saved, and you will have an everlasting hope, because when he does come back, because you're in Christ, you will stand with him in eternity, forever and ever and ever, that means. So I pray that if that's you, that you would repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've got any more questions, if you've got any more thoughts, if you want to just have a conversation, feel free to email me at Doctrine Matters Podcast. All lowercase, no spaces, Doctrine Matters Podcast at gmail.com. I would love to talk with you. I'd love to support you and help you if this is something that you're wanting to get out of. And and if you want to talk more about the gospel, more about the Bible, more about what that looks like in your life, I'd, I'd love to do that. So feel free to leave a comment, to send an email, um, whatever the case may be. And uh, I realize with something like this that there there may be many people who will um, might be sort of vicious in their comments and they might laugh and things like that. And that's okay. Uh, I'm fully prepared for that, and I uh, just want you to know that I love you too, and I uh, pray that you would repent and believe the gospel as well. And uh, for you believers, preach the gospel, love people enough to tell them that they're in sin, but also love people enough to hang in there and continue to teach and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and pray that God would save them and not allow you to scold them. So let's let's use our heads, believers, as we interact with folks that are sinning in different ways than we do. Let's pray that God would pull people out of this, that snatch they'd be snatched from the flames and live for his glory. So if that's you, if you've done that, if you've been that rude person, if you haven't prayed for the LGBTQ plus community, I pray that you would repent of that and begin that process even right now. So Christians, we've got to change the way we look at things and approach things. And uh, we have to be there, especially for people like Joey, when they're detransitioning and they're broken. We got to be there to give them the hope of the gospel. So I pray that you would repent, and believe the gospel. I pray that you would live for the glory of God if you're a believer. And uh, I hope this has uh, helped in some way show you the real pandemic that's out there right now and this coming wave of folks that are going to be so broken that we're going to have to be there for them and uh, stand up against this stuff because you see how it's affecting our youth. So until next time, thank you again for listening. God bless.